Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the American Horror Story podcast brought to you by Bald Move. We're the officially unofficial podcast for all things American Horror Story, especially the, the sexy 1984 season. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we are here to talk about episode seven of this season, entitled Episode 100, because it's the 100th <laughs> episode of American Horror Story. What did you think of this historic hour of television? I thought it wasn't historic. I thought it was special in name only. Why did they choose to call it episode 100? Is that some sort of meta-aware thing that the show knows it's a show? Because I I feel like I had to read a a whole bunch of things online to try to figure out if I was missing something. Were there Easter eggs? No, everyone was missing the tie-ins of the other seasons and uh, cameos from other characters. None, None of that. Yeah. Ryan Murphy pulled a fast one on us. Yeah, this felt... I mean, this is a perfectly fine episode of American Horror Story. It just didn't feel like it was any kind of grand or special or noteworthy event other than that. And it's weird because, like, uh, why call it episode 100 unless you kind of want to lean into that? You know, like, call attention. This is the 100th episode. It's a celebration. It's something... I don't know. Maybe it's just like they wanted... Maybe... Maybe they fucked up and it's like a big milestone, but and they wanted people to take note of it. But like in the same way that like uh, Pizza Hut wants you to know they've been in business for 25 years, you know, or, it's like they just have new napkins printed up. But it's not like you're going to get a flaming pizza. Right. Uh, or maybe it was just notable to Ryan Murphy. But next week, the All Hallows, is that next week? Next all week, Hallows yeah. Eve. Uh-huh. Eve. Eve. <laughs> maybe that's when all of the real action is going to happen for the season and those two just couldn't line probably, up probably because we know he's been wanting to ride on our spooktacular coattails Agreed. so he found out we're dropping the, the the third and final volume on on halloween eve eve and he's like ah gotta gotta get on that all right, uh, right. but if but other, steal set, it, then setting fine. aside the setting aside the episode 100thness of it what did you think i it was one of those midway episodes of American Horror Story where you start to scratch your head and say, well, what? I don't know. I, I'd see. I think this is the least head scratchy mid-season U-turn that we've had in recent years. Like oh, absolutely. I'm not comparing it to other ones. Everything I'm just tracks. Saying- I'm having a lot of fun watching the the, the baby ghosts kill everybody. Uh, I love Brooke's uh, fuck you attitude in prison towards the Night Stalker, the Satan, the prison ward, Margaret Booth. Yeah. Uh, I love Trevor being this trapped uh, boy toy in this loveless marriage where she like wings uh, what a cell phone at him or just big brick phone at him and he's like hey hey you almost made me spill my J and B not like hey you threw a phone at me but kind of like you know come on uh-huh. don't want to spill any this alcohol that's, a, that's alcohol abuse uh, shall we get right into the episode yeah, do we have any more it. preamble okay before we get any further, I got to do some housekeeping for Bald Move, and there is so much house to keep. I'm gonna have to do it like micro machines, a commercial guy fashion. Uh, Watchmen has come; it's finally here. The follow-up to Damon Lindelof's The Leftovers, and it gets a full treatment, instant live cast for club members, as well as an instant talk, just like we did for Watch uh, Westworld and Game of Thrones, and a full cast with recap analysis and feedback on Tuesdays. We're also still doing Rick and Morty. Uh, we're at season three, Tales from the Citadel. We have an amazing guest, Gustavo Sarola from Rooster Teeth, to break down all of our hip evil Morty theories. Also, Cecil and I are doing the Cinema Spooktacular, our third annual installment to Search for Spook. Volume two just came out over the weekend, talking about Tallgrass, Sleepaway Camp, and Crawl. 
Jim and I are covering the final season of Mr. Robot with episodes released on Wednesdays. Check it out on the 2-bit encryption feed. Cecily and Alexis of Pin Y fame will be covering his dark materials on Bald Move TV for us starting on November 4th. This week, they're going to be releasing a review of the 2007 Golden Compass movie as a sort of shakedown cruise. A bald movie in my Bald Move TV feed? <gasps> Shocked Pikachu face. And that's all the housing that got kept. Uh, Billy Joel is uh, very loudly talking about uh, enduring his sex attack. Does he have the room next to Billy Idol? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there's these German tourists who are cranky because someone is blasting Billy Idol at 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and they have to get up for Disneyland the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they knock on what and turns out... And they're jet lagged. And they're jet lagged. And they knock on what turns out to be the Night Stalker's hotel room and... Uh, he decides he's not going to turn down the music, but he's going to grab him and try to kill him. But Jingles tells him to cool it because he needs to get up for Disneyland tomorrow, too. Yeah, this uh, poor lady. I don't know what she thought he was offering when he's like, I'll show you a few things. Uh, I don't think she was necessarily interested, but flattered because uh, this this incarnation of uh, the Night Stalker is pretty attractive. Uh, speaking of mm, p- pretty attractive on the opposite end of the scale, Jingles beard <laughs> His shit sandwich eating beard is back. Like, and they've added like this weird kind of Van Dyke stripe to it too. Yeah, like, what is what is happening here? Who has there ever been anyone in the history of mankind shave facial hair into this shape? I love what they're doing with it though. It's it's like the makeup department got a uh, goatee and they just put it on upside down mm-hmm. on his face and it's. I don't know. I think I feel what's really re- redeeming this season or any season, I guess, is how much fun the cast has. And John Carroll Lynch just being dead serious with this thing on his face is just not giving a great. fuck. Uh, he says he's tired of watching the Night Stalker kill. Uh, he's he's killed 11 people by his count. Um, and he says, well, you can't bail. If you if you bail on Satan, there'll be hell to pay. Literally. Satan, 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 Satan. Satan. So then we get a montage of the Night Stalker going to work and Jingle silently observing. 11 seems low. It does. For a year. It does. It does kind of seem low. Um, But uh, I don't know. That's one a month. That's a lot of serial killing. That's a pretty prolific serial killer, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying for for this Satan and Doused That's true. He's got Satan fuel. Um, but he's doing this uh, montage of murder to uh, Black Sabbath's Paranoid. Uh, they roll up to a local local grocery store that looks like it's in a Latino neighborhood, and uh, Jingles uses the opportunity of uh, the Night Stalker going in to get uh, a beer to put on some Ario Speedwagon because he can't fight this feeling he no more. He can't fight it. Uh, he sees the Night Stalker's face plastered on a local newspaper and subtly draws some of the local ladies' attention to it. And you know what? The whole barrio turns out to capture him. <laughs> He's felled a lead pipe to the face, and the Night Stalker sees Jingles pulling away as he abandons him to his fate. With I love how they kind of almost remix. Yeah, he's drinking his tab. <laughs> they almost remix Paranoid with Fight This Feeling. Can't yeah. Fight This Feeling. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, if you're a Glee fan, then you know Ryan Murphy loves the, the mashups, and this is a particularly choice one. You know, this is a true story. This is how Richard Ramirez got caught. Is minus, that really? Minus the jingles. I guess he was at a store and some elderly women saw his face on a newspaper and they raised some attention and some people chased him down, took him out with a lead pipe. 
And I actually figured. I, I figured that it was a pretty because like the, Murphy likes to do that. Why yeah. would he make something up when he can just weave his story into to the narrative? Remix. He just remixes it, just like Speedwagon and Sabbath. They go together like peanut butter and chocolate. Ario Sabbath. <laughs> Ario Speed Sabbath. Black Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> you like the Black Speedwagon? Yeah. That's that's the cover band right there. Uh, meanwhile, at uh, Camp Redwood, there's a Birdman. He's uh, having a, trying to have a big year, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, taking some shots at ducks and owls at Camp uh, Redwood in 1989. Flash forward. Flash forward from uh, the flash forward. Well, I, I think this is actually technically flash to where we're just at at the story now. Uh, the previous one was flashback well, to 1985. That's yeah. what you think. Uh, he comes upon Montana sunning herself on the dock, looking very inviting. Uh, she invites him to take a picture, uh, and she seduces him. And he invites her into his fanny pack. He invites her into his fanny pack, and she slips her fingers in there, and then slips her knife into his guts and stabs him to death. Uh, then we see the old camp counselors from 1970s, and they see this as very gauche. They're very old money ghosts, and they don't like these Novu murder ghosts. No Jonas. Uh, there is there what the hyper hiker is not amongst mm. their number. Interesting. Uh, so that kind of sets up some conflict there over there on the camp ghost away. Uh, meanwhile, Wait, and we see that Xavier and Montana are hooking up now. That's true. They have a romantic relationship. <laughs> because why not? Bumping ghost uglies. <laughs> meanwhile, Robin Leach on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous introduces us to Margaret Booth, the maven of all things macabre. It turns out she's been buying up all the spooky properties with dark histories in America. There's a list of locations. Yes. Uh, what, what 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 are we what are we trafficking in here, Cecily? Okay, so I got every time they drop the name of a location throughout the episode. So she's got the John Wayne Gacy Ranch. Boom. Uh, Winchester Mystery House. You want to see that one? Yep. Spawn Ranch. Boom. Lizzie Borden House. Yeah. The Ed Gein Farm. Hello. Camp Redwood. What a deal! This package. And Briarcliff Manor. Whoa. That's, that's that's the asylum season, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Is that aliens confirmed? Uh, I want to see aliens. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have to explain the the some of the time loop stuff we're seeing because it's that's far the thing. from a confirmation, but I there's there's a tie-in. Do you think the hyper hiker? I don't believe the hyper hiker. Whatever's happening to him is happening with these other ghosts because these other ghosts don't seem to reset all the fucking time. Although I guess if one of them died, maybe they would. I keep remembering because Ray didn't know what the fuck was going on when he first woke up. No, and now he now they can all change clothes and everything too. Yeah, and uh, well, it, it seems like they can also materialize and rematerialize at will. There so. was that time earlier in the season where the hyper hiker said something like, "You're not supposed to die here," or "This doesn't happen yet," something mm. like that. Mm. Is that just one of those drop thread lines? I think I, I'm just gonna leave it. That's the thing. I'll leave could, it back there. It could be important later or. It could be just some bullshit that never quite get, never quite, <laughs> never quite, gets, never quite gets connected. I should say. Yeah, yeah. So we're then introduced to her devoted spouse Trevor, who explains on lifestyles of the rich and famous how the knife missed his heart by just mere millimeters. It's a miracle, and, and they've been brought in together. Baby corgis. 
they and they're holding baby corgis. It's very cute, and they 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 look cute and they look successful. And then Trevor is watching Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous while he's drinking and doing a pile of coke, just mountains of it, and just is fucking hate watching this thing. Uh, when Margaret comes in screaming into a phone about people giving her shit for wanting to serve ice cream out of John Wayne Gacy's crawl space. I'm not a true crime fan. Is that something that John Wayne Gacy did? Is that that's the clown guy, or that's Ed yeah. Gein? No, the clown guy is John Wayne Gacy. And well, he he tried to serve kids ice cream. That was his move. I don't I don't know the details like that, but I'm pretty sure it's true. And I think yes, that is a bad idea to do it in the house, Margaret. But I mean, that's the thing. Okay, children aren't coming to this house to stay. It's adults, and adults would appreciate the subversive humor of it maybe yeah so like if you're bringing your child to stay at a murder house yeah copyright season one well, I guess, American I mean, Story, then you know what you're getting into exactly so what do the neighbors want to happen they want this house to just sit vacant yeah and you know people break into it teenagers go in there and party and do drugs and have sex is that what you want in neighborhood or do you want nice clean couples with weird interests to be there and you know provide a little bit of uh, uh tourism income to the area yeah it's interesting because i think they're building to some meta commentary on the series itself um yeah but we haven't quite let those seeds ripen to fruition so we'll put <laughs> we'll put a little pin in that one okay uh but he's he's they hate each other and uh she threatens to kill him and he says well if you do do it right this time and he opens a shirt to reveal this massive scar where she gutted him tried to gut him uh and then we uh flash back to 1985 uh as margaret sits in a hospital waiting for him to regain consciousness now he's been in a coma for almost a year at this point mm-hmm. uh and he reveals very early on in the conversation that he knows that she tried to kill him it turns out he's shaking her down for money and she agrees but only if he'll marry her because if they're married he can't be compelled to testify you can voluntarily testify against your spouse though, absolutely right? you just can't be compelled to yeah come, uh, margaret this doesn't do anything <laughs> I, yeah trevor what are you doing he just yeah. wants the money yeah he just wants the money the, he the, he mentions a couple of things here well first of all i like her reaction when he you know reveals that he knows and remembers she's like oh okay fine this i i, yep. I knew it was a sure, risk sure. but <laughs> how long how long till I, until the cops come but he also reveals something in their conversation here that she gave up on god as in it was real before but now she's not she's not she's not that's on an God's interesting side twist because uh-huh. i thought they're going to do something with satan and god here maybe they still will maybe they still will because brooke was very stubborn in refusing satan think of what kind of a what kind of a recruit margaret booth would be for satan i don't know pretty scary one nah well yeah uh he i mean he better watch out she might end up running the place <laughs> uh so back in 1989 we flash forward a trevor and margaret end up hate fucking uh when courtney busts in played by can we call him fan favorite leslie jordan yes we can i mean he's been in three seasons this is the third season now yeah so yes yeah regular semi-regular he's no russell edgington no that's podcast favorite but yeah i think you could call him you can call him fan favorite right yeah he's up there with a like a uh francis conroy for me Mm, yeah 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 Yeah, definitely definitely uh so he's got news bad news i guess or just news brooke (laughs) thompson has lost her last appeal and will be executed Uh, speaking of what a terrible wig they put, huh? <laughs> what a terrible wig they put him in. Yeah. Why? 
Uh, Brooke got, uh, but meanwhile, Brooke gets frog marched into San Quentin where she will meet her ultimate fate. Uh, there she meets the Night Stalkers. I love how the guards just kind of pause. Like they're marching her down this like, you know, green mile type yeah. situation past all these uh, corridors of isolated prisoners. And they just stop for like a minute, minute and a half for him to like rant and rave at her. And he taunts her with, you should have yeah. let me kill you back in the apartment and saved everyone a lot of trouble. Well, she's only got 10 days left to live. Give her, give her a little bit of a chat. Uh, she retorts, well, I gutted your girlfriend, and now she's busy gargling Satan's balls. <laughs> and then the Night Stalker screams, she should be so lucky. <laughs> I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I fucking love this guy. Uh, I am I am troubled by how much I like this guy playing Richard Ramirez and the Richard Ramirez character here. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's really really good um and he's just bringing so much charisma and like quotability to the uh i, I like how they've kind of yes. made him up to be a little bit more haunted he's got dark circles under his eyes and uh nobody else has like a a, a chant that follows them a little uh what do, you, what do you call that catchphrase yeah 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 <laughs> so good every time oh, he shows God, up i love it we then go back to camp ray uh raywood <laughs> Camp Redwood, where Ray is super pissed at Montana Xavier. God damn it, you can't kill everybody and just leave them rotting on the docks. And they're like, uh, yeah, we can yes, deal can. with it. We're dead. There's no laws uh, for dead people. Xavier opines that nothing that we do matters because in his last moments, he tried to do everything right. In fact, he even tried to save Margaret Booth and she stabbed him to death. So being good got him nowhere, but He's being got a bad. Point. Yeah feels real good and he got a skin back in death so he's looking good right he's he's gonna he's gonna be forever young beautiful mm -hmm. uh they find a newspaper in the uh bird watchers tent that says that brooke is going to be executed and ray's upset because mm -hmm. you'll recall ray got his uh ghostly dick wet he on did. his last night with brooke and they kind of had a thing mm -hmm. kind of had a thing. We, we we smoked that up from episode one it's legit capital t thing right capital t it's a thing, john carpenter thing but there's definitely no capital b baby at all there's no which ghost was baby. kind of a disappointment yeah yeah uh ray tries to use the bird girlfriend who bar barges into the clearing demanding to know what everyone is doing in their campsite <laughs> uh and he tries to i think he's trying to hastily build a case for brooke's innocence or try to figure out how you can use this person uh to further that cause but xavier kills her essentially for a joke and Ray says, I'm done cleaning up your mess. And he does I, I, what I think is another amazing callback to Madison Montgomery and Coven when he delivers the bye bitch line. Mm, that, that was fun. I think that's what they were doing there. Yeah. Hope yeah. so. Why not? Someone's got to do it. <laughs> uh, in Brooke's cell, the Night Stalker uses Satan's power to telepathically connect with Brooke and talk to her about various forms of execution, including the chair and lethal injection. Uh, he doesn't think too highly about lethal injection. No. Honestly, I, I it doesn't seem like a great way to go. No. Uh, and I did some research because I've always wondered, like, why the fuck don't they just use like a massive dose of like morphine or something like that? And I guess they used to do that. But the drug that they used, uh, drug manufacturers didn't want their name associated with something killing people. Yep. So uh, just... then like. They, they started buying it from like European and, and like Indian sources mm -hmm. and then they've started drawing. So now there's no reliable way. And that's why they've got this elaborate cocktail of unrelated drugs that essentially yeah, paralyze they, you, suffocate you and stop your heart. And I hear that potassium chloride is a real bitch. Yeah. Like and, it, it, it hurts. Like if you're conscious, it's, it's a bad deal. Yeah. There's, 
it's it's scary and inhumane, but you're putting someone to death. So, you know, they had a similar situation with uh, Tesla and what's his name? Oh, Edison. Edison. uh, Tesla and Edison about the electric chair when Mm -hmm. it first came about because nobody wanted to be known for having the best electric chair. Right. Use my light bulb. I kill. I make things that kill people. What's wrong with my light bulbs? You know. Right. So I'm hoping that movie that they're coming out with soon is going to tackle that a little bit. Well, so no, that's the thing because Edison's DC electric uh, electric current wouldn't shock the shit out of you like uh, Tesla's AC. So he Mm -hmm. was like doing the things like electrocuting uh elephants and and um and encouraging use of the electric chair as a way to horrify the public like do you have this technology do you want this technology right. in your room, your homes yeah I mean, it's pretty fucked up yeah like if gasoline electricity etc were invented nowadays it would be banned yeah it'd be banned like a chill a child can stick a fork in this outlet and die no we can't have this in our homes <laughs> right um anyway little little history on lethal injection uh, he's trying to scare her to accepting Satan as her master to save her life. And it looks like it might be working. But then she says, fuck off. Satan, 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 Satan. Uh, meanwhile, Courtney and Margaret are having an argument about the taste and acceptability of using serial killers, memory and legacy to make money and profit from. Uh, and this uh, she's having a lot of trouble closing the deals on the last few properties. Uh, the last three have fallen through. And Courtney wonders aloud, maybe they should sell now. Hi. And she says, it's bullshit. I feel like this is a conversation between the FX executives and Ryan Murphy. (laughs) They're like, you know, these last three seasons didn't really come together Uh that well. And he's like, no, bullshit. There will always be an appetite for this stuff, especially in October, you fools. I've already got all the lamps made. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trevor saunters in and says there's been more killings in Camp Redwood. Courtney sees this as a disaster in terms of liability, but Margaret sees a golden opportunity. Oh, yeah, she does. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Meanwhile, I'm sure you all have been wondering, but Jingles has cleaned himself up. Gone is the shit sandwich beard. Gone <laughs> oh. is a scraggly mop of hair. All of his hair. Uh, present is a mega hot wife and a bouncing baby boy. He's now living large in Alaska, land of the people with the dark hidden past. Shout out to my boy, Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Uh, Angelina so, Jolie in the movie Taken. What? Taking lives. Taking lives. Okay, I was going to say, wait a second. Angelina, <laughs> the, 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 was there a Taken 4 I missed that, that tried to splash a little Jolie into the into the mix? Um, so there's some hilarious dialogue where his mega hot wife is saying, hey, don't worry so much. You're a murderer. I'm a prostitute. What's the difference? We're here in Alaska. There are no laws up here. Murderer and prostitute. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. What's the difference here? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's uh, that was, equally guilty. I'd say that was a real trip. That was a real trip hearing that. Uh, she says, hey, we need to forget the past, our equally reprehensible pasts, <laughs> and just answer one question every day. Are we happy? 
that's it. That's all you got to do. And you know what? Jingles is real happy. Because... It is deserved to feel bad about locking someone in an oven or throwing a, shoving an oar down a woman's throat and killing her, killing two boys yeah, that dress boys like him. Probably assholes and up to no good, but yeah. you know. Not, or, or, well, I'm justifiably not die. a serial killer, but impaling his head on a tree branch. You don't mm-hmm. need to feel bad for any of that. Mm-hmm. That one, actually, yeah. He's very happy, and one of the big reasons is he's up for assistant manager promotion at Blockbuster, or I guess Video Shack. Video Shack. Which is this uh, version of, uh, this show's version this of Blockbuster. Yeah. Fun fact, Blockbuster, Alaska was its last stronghold. Interesting. Like the last two or three Blockbusters in the whole damn world were up in Alaska, and I think there might be one left, but I might... I, I, I did a little bit of hasty research before we sat down because I was just personally interested. I could find where there was something about a one of the last um, uh, blockbusters closing in 2018 and then two of the last ones closing in like 2017. But no one ever says this was the last right. blockbuster. <laughs> anyway. Interesting. Um, it is kind of a crazy. I mean, it, people have spilled a lot of ink and a lot of time on podcasts talking about it. But the rise and fall of blockbuster. Holy shit. Yeah, especially how Netflix, it could have done something very similar. And I think Family Video is still successful out there somewhere. I mean, not there successful. There are a few brick and yeah, no, there are a few brick and mortar video stores that are still doing it. Yeah. Um, if, so yeah, I mean, if there were a Family Video around here, I would definitely still rent movies from them. I mean, for, a, it, it's worth it for the special features alone. If absolutely. You're, if you're a special features fan, or if you're a person who likes to, you know, rent video games, it's not really an, mm. a digital option for something like that. Well, I mean, the Sony's got that new thing where you can just buy like, a game. You play them over the internet somehow. That seems oh. like a nightmare. Yeah, especially like, with the way <laughs> that like any of the Twitch other things game work. and everything's playing on like a quarter second delay. Yeah. But, uh, right. Anyway, he's uh, he's up for this assistant manager promotion. I'm happy for him. Uh, at Video Shack Jingles apparently invents the phrase "Be kind, rewind." We got a little Forrest Gump moment in Jingles here. Jingles invents a jingle, and it <laughs> makes his manager laugh. <laughs> uh, and his manager says, "Hey, they're opening up a new store in Juno. There's a boundless opportunities in here in VHS." And Jingle smiles to himself because he's going to get himself a general managership. Uh huh. He can see it now, and he's very happy. Meanwhile, back in sunny California, Margaret announces the Camp Redwood Fire Fest. Yeah. It's like the real Fire Fest, only less people will probably <laughs> lose their lives. Uh, and someone's getting paid for this. This The journalists raise their hands, and I can't believe it, but the first question isn't what's actually the third question, which is, <laughs> are you concerned about the new killer that's loose killing people here at the camp? And Margaret comes back with, well... Don't people want to be scared? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I've got some bloody, scary, spooky surprises, but there might be some actual really bloody, not spooky surprises. Right. She wants to baptize this place in the cool waters of a bottomless lake. Mm-hmm. That will hold all of its secrets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of that bottomless lake, Ghost Chet is just seething in the bushes, uh, and he just wants to wrap his muscular olympic steroid hands ghost hands around <laughs> margaret and squeeze until every cell in her body is screaming after oxygen no doubt that's my question why isn't every single ghost of a person that margaret kills the second she steps foot back on that camp come up and kill her in fact why didn't the original 1970s campers kill her the first night they came back in episode one well yeah 
Yeah, that's a really good question. It does seem so. They had an entire five or 50 hour night to work with. There's this line of dialogue that the the old ghosts have where they're like, ugh, we haven't wanted to touch a living person since 1972. So maybe they're just like fucking over it. Like, what good would it do? Do Also, if they kill, crucially, if they kill Margaret on the campgrounds and they're stuck with her for eternity, Mm. you want that? You want that? Nobody wants that. I'm surprised Chet hasn't thought this through, but you know, thinking never was his strong point, was it? It wasn't. (laughs) Mm, No. Uh, Montana says, hey, relax, big guy. You'll get your chance because it's going to be a full-on hunting ground. And she's like visibly aroused by the idea of it. All right. I'm kind of excited about this too. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Jingles and his lady are watching uh, a report on Camp Redwood Fire Fest. Pathetic TV dinners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and highlighting Margaret Booth as a successful businesswoman. And she asked him, oh, is, let me turn to Chan because I know this upsets you because she's probably got all the deets on how many bodies he's responsible for. And he goes, you know what? Don't worry about it. I don't feel anything. I'm over it. I'm free. I'm happy. He's happy. I'm so glad that he could forgive himself. Where's Nurse Rita's family? <laughs> how, does she, how did they feel about any of this? Hey, you know what? He's like, look. Do you do you think do you think Bucky, the Winter Soldier, deserves a happy life? No. Oh well, then at least you're morally consistent. <laughs> uh, uh, did you think they turn off the TV every time sex comes on because it's too triggering for her? <laughs> These equally reprehensible past they have. I mean, I mean they have a baby. Like maybe maybe the the sex wasn't traumatic. It was something else. I don't know. Who's the money for sex? It's, yeah. She sees a she sees a uh, a dollar bill in the same room as her. She bedroom. sees a Hamilton laying around, and she just like freaks out. So uh, let me let me interject something here because this was in my notes because this is where the commercial break showed up. But did you know there is a scary Christmas movie c- coming out this Christmas? I did. What's it called? What is it called? Um, uh, hold on. Last shit. Christmas, Black Christmas. I thought I had it until I didn't. Yeah, I think it's Black Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Black Christmas. It's a Bloom House, Blum House. Yes. Bloom House production. And it looks like just the kind of American Horror Story style fun that you'd want. It uh, does. I love it's- this kind of like, it looks like uh, either the Grim Reaper or maybe like the dude from uh, Scream stabs a woman with an icicle and then she falls down and her arms flail back and he drags her forward and it makes a perfect snow angel. It's so good. That Who the fuck thought of that visual? It's amazing. Oh my God, they and need like, to get it at Oscar. Yeah, the, you see a body wrapped up in Christmas lights. It's fun. It's even more fuel to add to the potential future Christmas. We have talked about doing a scary Christmas. You and Jim have talked about it. You and I have talked about it. It's it's now just you, me, and Jim. You and Jim need to talk about it. Decide <laughs> what we're going to do because yeah, you got you got you got Krampus. You got this movie. Mm-hmm. You got could, what's, we, there is another Scrooge. Black Christmas. There's an older Black Christmas, not that old, but yeah. Scrooge. I would not. Would I'm talking about Scrooge? like horror christmas movies i feel like there's a couple other i know there's been like there's like there's like a scary jack frost that would be good yeah anyway soup's busy this year um but maybe sometime maybe sometime so back to our story the night stalker is visited in jail by a serial killer uh, groupie called red and she tells him about the camp redwood music fest headlined by billy fucking idol cecily Odds of Billy fucking Idol actually appearing on AHS this season. Okay, I've got something. I've got a really interesting theory. I that think it's one hundred percent. I think it's it's almost a hundred percent that he 
shows up next episode he's gonna be or then maybe the one after that and he's headlining the camp redwood festival what are your odds on billy idol playing satan himself that would be fucking because i was just saying that like it's unlikely that billy idol would play himself he's aged out of the role uh, but you could get like a Billy Idol lookalike. And then I was going to say that he was going to be like a journalist or mm-hmm. some kind of like, you know, he'd talk about, oh, he's fucking has been rock, you know, kind of do some self-aware uh, self-parody of himself. But yes, I love him in a red suit as Satan. Yeah. Hold on. Let me check Ryan Murphy's Instagram real quick. Confirmed. Oh, he, he, he actually <laughs> got the, he, he actually posted a selfie of him yeah. with the. Uh, with Billy Idol wearing devil horns. It's so weird he added bald move. Okay. <laughs> well, you know. You made it easy. I appreciate it. I'm glad glad, glad he's a fan. Uh, he is concerned with the decade ending and him as the Night Stalker being forgotten. He says, to true artists produce over many decades and they evolve. I don't want to fade. I want to be immortal. So he needs to get out of here. It's yeah. like killing again. Yeah. And meanwhile, Brooke has her last meal, which was largely unidentifiable. It looked like she was eating stewed mushrooms or maybe beets and you said it looked like a hamburger i said it was lasagna it was in foil like a typical like cafeteria sandwich would be maybe that's a little thing of garlic bread though she got a snapple she had she did drink she drank the snapple dry yeah she did with a straw thirsty bitch (laughs) with a straw Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh she's let out for her execution uh meanwhile in his cell the night stalker prays to satan satan and forms a pentagram of blood with the Camp Redwood flyer in the center. Uh, He begs for a chance at immortality as the flyer starts smoldering and appears to form some sort of demonic shadowy smoke force. I love this. Oh. That then goes through a vent and possesses the body of a guard that's jacking off in the prison bathrooms, I think. I don't... Okay. I don't think he was jacking off. I thought he was just shitting out the really terrible prison chow i thought that was about the line from oh. earlier that was like no well, there's a lot of frantic moving and grunting and groaning yeah like, yeah you're right shit you're whatever right. they're feeding okay. those prisoners is rough yes he said i should have stopped it just well okay that tracks yeah that tracks. yeah he's, it he's, was it was weird that he was just so like yeah. <laughs> plus his hand I felt like his it. hand was like was we was it just, was and his leg was shaking it, yeah, was, it was bizarre it's but i love this uh richard ramirez yells at brooke last chance baby girl ride or die <laughs> what do you what choice do you take you're on death row um because i'm going full satan 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 yeah i mean it's who wants to die who wants to die i don't even believe in satan so like you know it might be a fun joke and then but if like it turns guy. out to be real it's kind of like uh that the, that old joke about uh joking about like where a guy will say something and be like hey, i'm just joking it's nelly you know oh. uh he got a pole in the basement and she's like what and he's like oh, i'm just kidding like jason she's like oh and he's like unless you're gonna do it i'd be like that with satan okay yeah it's like i don't even believe in satan i don't think it's real unless he's not <laughs> or unless he is fuck god i can't i can't land a single joke this podcast lord almighty i'm leaving them all in good good people i need to be shamed it's the only way i'll learn um so yeah then why aren't you learning uh brooke in her last words, she's been led to the chamber uh she turns to the one-way viewing window observation window and she addresses margaret and says i know i'm innocent you know i'm innocent and you're gonna burn 
for framing me and watching me die. Then she hawks a loogie at the observation window. It's pretty epic. This is amazing. I was trying to figure out why this works so well. It's such a shocking thing because it was shocked me too. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, she delivers this line. And sometimes when you know someone's going to make a a massive like spit, you see them work it up in their mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't do that. She just took a beat and then just like covered the window and it was perfect. She's like that frilled neck dinosaur in Jurassic Park. She's just always ready. Just like, you know, (laughs) as a defense mechanism. (laughs) I Uh, never thought I'd be on an Emma Roberts side. Not personally. Uh, but in any of the characters she plays, because uh-huh. she usually plays these like terrible people. Yeah, and I'm I'm really digging her this season. I'm glad she's got something new. So uh, she's then executed with this three step drug process we already talked about as she quietly weeps. The Night Stalker is then released by the possessed <laughs> masturbating guard from his uh, cell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe he gets off on taking a shit there you go (laughs) you know it's uh it's it's, it does something funny does something funny uh margaret and trevor are disappointed at how tame and boring the execution was they're wanting to see her head roll which i don't understand they kind of retcon trevor into a villain i don't like it my boy trevor wouldn't be down for any of this shit no i don't care how long he was in a coma no he knows that girl's innocent and he's just gonna watch her die he's a good dude with big dick energy well, he's gonna. He's well, gonna, here's an idea. He's gonna, he's gonna grovel at Margaret's feet for four years. I don't think so. Here's what he should have done. He should have married her, just to pretend like he wouldn't be able to testify against her, and then actually testify against her and take all of her money and assets. Yeah, like you Boom. didn't. And as he's laughing out of the court, be like, you you didn't know that uh, I couldn't voluntarily testify. Right. She already took it from her dead husband. Who got, are got, we ever going to find out what that story was? I don't know. I think she she must have murdered him, and we'll probably find out by the end of this. You um, sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I'm actually. This is like my ninth winter, and I still haven't learned. <laughs> I'm that I'm like like uh like one of those old grizzled Starks, except for instead of being wise and pragmatic, I'm just stupidly optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Back at the video blockbuster or shack shack video, uh, Jingles Block deals shack. with a difficult customer, except for he doesn't. The customer was fine. They wanted to rent horror films. Jingles set them up a Terms of Endearment, Mystic Pizza, and Tootsie. Fuck you, Jingles. Which are fine movies. He says there's too much violence in society and you shouldn't. This is a consenting adult. Rent them some fucking horror shit, man. Come on. You've at Okay, here's a guy who's act again, he got wintered soldiered. So Okay. That's a little that's a little it got a little exculpability in my book. Not 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 to the 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 headmistress here. <laughs> nope. But you know, he got wintered soldier, but he he fucking murdered so many people. Yes. Yeah, he himself is not a violent man. He's trying to tell this person that you can't get your fucking Halloween, your Friday the thirteenth, your nightmare in Elm Street on and not be a violent person. Come on, Jingles. Right. It's I'm not it's, trying to justify my consumption of violent material at all. I'm just saying. I wish that they could have stuck around just to see him not get the assistant manager position for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't stick around long what? enough for him to get fired. Yeah, that's the thing. It shouldn't have been his wife getting brutally murdered and made him snap. <laughs> it's a bad customer experience. Uh, screwed him out of the assistant manager gig. <laughs> or he brings home an advanced copy of Who Framed Roger Rabbit and there's a scary movie in, in there instead. Oh, or... or it, it wasn't rewound oh my all God. three of those things happen and he just snaps what actually happens is he goes home finds his wife has been brutally murdered did the night stalker do this 
I believe so, according to the bloody Satan note. Okay, I get that Satan's involved, but the Night Stalker got as a wanted criminal and a fairly famous one at that boarded a plane and flew to alaska or drove overland crossing two international borders to get to this within like i guess we don't exactly know they could be game of thronesing us and just kind of like oh who knows maybe a month has gone by or a day or a week or right there this is northish california right <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, California and Alaska are connected, aren't super they? Super close to yeah. each other. It's just like yeah. a hop, skip, and a jump over the Meanwhile, water Washington parts. State is like, am I even uh, am I even a real person oh. to you? Oh, is that there? I forgot and, about and that Oregon. completely. Like, there's, there's, it's not just Canada. There's, there's lots of land oh. between California and uh, those well, other okay, well, lands. Okay, well, in a pre-9-11 world, travel <laughs> was a lot easier to get in and out of. And also, you can just do a magic spell to make everyone's eyes black and Satan-y. And That's true. He probably chartered his own jet that way. He went to the bathroom at whatever Los Angeles airport. He did a pan- pentagram. He put his boarding pass in the middle of it. <laughs> It smoldered, and then he just took over a bunch of ramp agents and gate agents and <laughs> bingo bongo. He was he was flying Satan Satan Airways Satan Express. Okay, what is Satan's vengeance? Every time the captain gets off, like uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're cruising <laughs> at an altitude of sixty six thousand feet, six sixty six thousand six hundred sixty six feet. Uh, to your left, you'll see the Pacific Ocean. To the right, you'll see literally all of America. Uh, hope you enjoy Satan Airways. Satan, 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 Satan. Satan. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, what is Satan's vengeance? <sighs> what does he want? He had jingles for an entire year. It sounds like a bitch in video game that I probably played for this Nintendo. Yeah, but um, <laughs> Satan's vengeance. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Satan. Uh, he, you, you pledge your soul to him. He brings you back to life. He, he followed his part of the contract. I mean, he's just a real stickler for that kind of stuff. All right. He leaves his son Bobby with his sister-in-law, uh, loudly explains to her kind of bewilderment because he's just, this all takes place in the pouring rain. Right. Uh, that like, I thought I could have a happy life, but then I lost this assistant manager position and no one rewinds tapes. <laughs> this darkness will follow me forever. And he raises his hood on his rain slicker. Uh, he hastily eats a shit sandwich, so he gets a shit sandwich beard back. Uh, and then... Then, in a truly shocking turn of events, in the back room of the prison, of a prison, the prison, the prison, the San Quentin, prison. a person dressed in, I guess, medical execution robes, brings Brooke back from the dead with a opposite a lethal injection. It's Donna slash Fake Rita. What? What the fuck? What a twist! What a twist! Everyone is wondering where she was. Actually, I forgot to ask until she showed up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's almost worth that episode of hundred writes us there. Yeah, that 100. was good. A hundred. <laughs> Congratulations, Murphy, on making it to a hundred episodes. Who would have thought? <laughs> what is this accent? Who would have thought when you were writing the second season of Nip Tuck, you'd be doing a hundred on American Idol? <laughs> American Idol? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. American Horror Story. It's another joke boner for the for the pile. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have a question for you. Please. Who is Bobby. Do we know any oh. Bobbies that would be about 30-ish years old in modern times? I guess they'd be about, yeah. I can't think of any, but that doesn't mean there aren't any. Hmm. Did you do a comprehensive character search for Bobbies in American Horror Story? <laughs> nope. Just asking questions. Uh, Jacking off. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, I don't think it would be something that's obvious. He's got to be some sort of future serial killer or... 
uh, you know, like Bloody Face was really traumatized by the fact that he, or Bloody Face 2 was traumatized by the fact that he, when he was coming up, he found out his father was a serial killer and he became a serial killer. So, yeah, they said that there was, uh, I just, just real, did a real quick search. They said that there was a Bobby Lombardi that was briefly mentioned in Apocalypse, but it was a character from the 60s. So, we'll see. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm uh, rooting for, for Ghost slash Antichrist. Oh, yeah. But out, of, I, I mean, out of Jingles, is he good or is he not good? Because here's the thing. Jingles is dead He's or dead. is he brought back to life? He was brought back to life by Satan. Okay. So that doesn't necessarily mean there's any kind of satanic seed going on there. But he's dead. But he that just... That means nothing? I mean, oh, it's because it's because his wife's a prostitute. So the two evils cancel, cancel each, each other, other out. out. It's okay. like multiplying a negative by a negative, yeah. of course. Okay. Figured it out. Uh... <laughs> So I, the other thing is, I wonder if one of the reveals is that he is actually not under Satan's obligation because he, he actually just straight up survived. How? He, I he mean, got ha- shot like three or four times. Have you not seen the movie sh- Halloween? Have you not seen the movie Friday the 13th? Okay, but those people are evil. Is he evil or is he not? Well, he's, he's, he's too good to die. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, you're the only one on his side here. And Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me and Captain America. Too. No. <laughs> okay, Captain America. If this is the shield you want to die on. <laughs> <laughs> do we have feedback? We do have a we have a splattering. If you if you would like a, to to add to the blood splatter pattern of our feedback, you can do so at ahs at baldmove.com or get on our forums, forums.baldmove.com to discuss American Horror Story nineteen eighty four. George Orwell, what's our first <laughs> Orwell, Will, God damn it. What's our first email, Cecily? Our first email is from Eric, not from Seattle. Mm. Uh, for the 100th episode, I hate to say it, they put out the weakest episode of the season. Sure, the season was campy, but I felt like it was returning to form. I hated to hear it, Eric, but I think you're right. You hate to say it. Yeah. I hate to hear it. I think you think you're right. Yeah. Of those first few seasons where horror and fast-paced... Where horror and fast-paced, mostly coherent storytelling was a necessity, I've noticed the trends the show has garnered with later seasons. Can't be over-the-top characters, great starts to ideas and themes with so much potential sacrificed for twists, they play seconds before the credits roll just to be forgotten in the next cold open. It kind of makes me sad because I can tell the drop in quality the earlier seasons had so much care put into them. I think they have new writers, and with very much of the old cast gone, it just seems like a former shell. Also, I wish they'd film on actual film again as opposed to digital cameras. I'm hoping this will be the only weak point. The promo for the next one looks so promising. I'm excited for this badass trio to finally end. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of that because I'm not sure if it's real or... I didn't actually watch the promo. Mm, I watched the promo once, uh, and it does look fucking gonzo. So, and I wasn't sure if it's like next week on or like the uh, in uh, up this season, you know, because sometimes they do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. AHS isn't the type of show that does this season on, but I don't think if so. it's all going to be in one hour, it's going to be a pretty crazy fucking hour. I'm telling you what. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be another endless. The next uh, four or five episodes going to be another single night. We only have three left. Camp Redwood Firefest. It's going to be three <laughs> nights long, three episodes long, one night. Yep. Uh, we got a feedback from Autumn here that says this episode, woo! 
I'm so excited that it looks pretty confirmed that the time theory isn't happening. Well, I, I wouldn't confirm anything so far. Hey, I saw time jumping back and forth sideways <laughs> this place. episode. We were 1985, 1984, 1989. Like, what <laughs> yeah. the hell? I couldn't tell. I mean... Time's a flat circle and an endless loop on this show. Mm-hmm. We mean time's been ruled out. <laughs> uh, it looks like Brooke is the avenging angel theory you've got going. Might pan out, though. I definitely didn't see the team up of Trevor and Margaret coming, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It's unfortunate that after all the type of the 100th episode that this... All the hype, sorry, of that 100th episode that this seemed to be more of a setup episode between the first half and the second half of the seasons. At least it's still been fun and continues to deliver funny, quotable one-liners. Sure, sure is. You know, it seems... At least it's really entertaining. It seems like a waste of a perfectly large cock to give it to Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all that hype and... Montana didn't get it. Nobody else. Yeah, she didn't. She she got a little bit of the tongue, but she never got the, <laughs> she she just, never got she the just, full Trevor. She just licked the balls. <laughs> calls it calls it Mr. T. The rest of Autumn's email here has a little bit of talk from the next promo for the next episode, so let's consider it. Uh, did you see Dylan McDermott in the promo for the next episode? It looks like Lily... That's D- who, Milroney Mc, McDilly? Dylan McDermott. Dill... D- Delroni Mc, McDermott. Del, Delbit Delroni? Dermot Mulroney. That's an, is, that a, is that a real person? Uh, you probably know him as the baby bloody face. Also, he was the dad in Murder, or Murder House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks like Lily Ray, Raby? Rob? Ra, Rabe. Might be back too, according to some online whispers. Ooh, Satan, Satan, Satan. There's speculation she might be the devil returning from asylum in the form of Sister Eunice or Eileen Wernos from Hotel, but I kind of hope she is a new character. Speaking of returning actors, I love seeing Cricket come back. Hopefully Ryan Murphy and co. have something fun planned for the Halloween episode and keep the season going strong. We didn't talk about that. Cricket from Roanoke. Yep. He also played Quentin in Coven, who was a witch. Mm Mm-hmm. So could it be the same person keeping tabs on these people over all the years? Is he some sort of anything? I will say no. Okay. (laughs) Just had to ask the questions. (laughs) William, I just finished the episode. My favorite part was Leslie Grossman serving Patsy Stone slash Ivanka Trump realness. Yes, absolutely. Or is Ivana? I think it's Ivana. I said Ivanka. Hmm. Uh, yes. So I didn't I know. I can't keep his wives separate. There's so many. That one of those was his daughter. <laughs> oh, really? Well. Uh, so, yeah. I didn't know who Patsy Stone was. And I just looked up and we watched together before this episode a clip of her funniest uh, lines from yeah. the show. Absolutely she's, fabulous. I so think. she's a British actor and like comedy actor and she just looks like uh it, it's like uh, she's just professionally awful yeah she's very funny one of i i love the funny alcoholic cigarette smoking woman mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's uh you know the mom from arrested development it's <laughs> yeah. it's me in the future uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's very funny uh, I do feel like the episode was a wasted opportunity to bring in characters from other seasons or give the season a solid connection to previous seasons. Unless I'm missing something, we don't know how the season fits into the overall AHS world. Well, she does own the asylum. So that's a pretty big, I mean, like three three seasons ago, that would be all anyone was ever talking about. Right. 
This and now it's just like we're used to them, them, him shuffling seasons like so many playing cards. <laughs> right. They just can't keep track. So many flashbacks and forwards. Uh, and they, this could just be purgatory as a landing place for everyone. I don't know. Yeah, It's an little, idea little, he's put out there. A little Lindelofian for Murphy, I think. <laughs> uh, Tabinkinsaw says, did you find this episode particularly special or noteworthy as the 100th? Nope. Mm-mm. As far as I can tell, there's nothing to distinguish it from any other episode. Um, not sure what I expected. Maybe some Jessica Lang, some Tisa Farmiga, some Connie Britton, or Dylan McDermott, or Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> I added that one in there for you. I was ex- I was expecting, yeah, Cam. I mean, I I kind of when uh, uh, Courtney showed up, I'm like, oh, looks like they're gonna start the cavalcade, and then that that was it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fan favorite he may be, but. I could use three or four more. Yeah, agreed. Especially since we American had a flash forward, they could have introduced so many new characters mm-hmm. and have been, but you know. Yeah. Am um, I mistaken or were we led to believe this would be something special? Uh, agreed. Wouldn't I have even so. known. If you, if you call something episode 100, that's like, you're drawing attention to it. If mm-hmm. it was just called, you know, Brooke, for, Brooke dies or, <laughs> or Brooke you know, wants your can't blood. fight this feeling then i wouldn't suspect like you know it'd just be a little piece of trivia that oh this is also the 100th episode so congrats but no you call it episode 100 but yeah just so you can search for it throw easier? yourself a diamond jubilee of an episode <laughs> title and then you give us a fucking paper plate anniversary <laughs> paper product thing come on murphy come on come on you've had us for a hundred hours yeah more us more we'll never get that we'll 200 hours for us because we watch all of these twice easily wow and then we redo at least an hour-long podcast 300 hours 300 hours 300 hours we get a paper fucking plate i can't believe this (sighs) might as well serve this as a shit sandwich so we can get our beards right (laughs) um to Binkinsaw continues, I'm not sure where I'm going to come down in the season as a whole when all is said and done. I get the fun of the 80s kitsch with the hair, clothes, and music and the fun of 80s slasher picks, but I kind of feel like AHS has run out of gas and has been getting on by style over substance for a while now. And this season in particular feels like a culmination of that trajectory. 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 Are you making plans for Thanksgiving, eh? Yep. <laughs> I'm just sort of sitting and watching and chuckling here and there, but I'm not overly interested in the story the way I was in the earlier seasons. Even last season, I wanted to see how the apocalypse would play out, but so far, I don't particularly care what direction the season goes in or where it ends up. But that's a good place to be in, right? Mm -hmm. Then you can still kind of, you know, you you, you don't get frustrated. You can kind of still grimly chuckle to yourself and admire some cleverness. And there, I mean, there's been... There's been episodes that like I was like really laughing hard and there's been a lot of gasps and it's been just like like fun, you know, like in the early like in the in the same way that like the middle part of uh, the apocalypse kind of threatened to be like just well, this is going to be super fucking fun. Like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I want to see Satan versus the witches. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, yeah, I get I guess uh, I, I feel like having the scrappy underdog season is the way American horror story. Cause you're not expecting them to win the super bowl. If they make a, if they make a deep drive into playoffs, it's super fun, but you're not expecting, you're not getting disappointed if they get bounced out or it's just, you know, it's uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, finally, Tabinkinsaw says from what I can gather online, the reactions range from this is garbage to, I don't get it, but I'm enjoying the ride at this point. I'm straddling the fence. Uh, I think I'm, yeah, definitely more on the, uh, this is fun ride. I'm yeah. enjoying the ride. 
Ride or die. Ride or die. We're riding. Uh huh. Riding that fence. <laughs> See where it goes. Final email from Jamie. I knew as soon as Jingles drove away from Richard Ramirez getting pummeled to the sound of REO Speedwagon, that this was going to be a good one. They should have done that Satan, Satan, Satan then. Like, you know, it's usually it's a moment of triumph and Satan's just getting beat down on the sidewalk. (laughs) Satan, Satan, Satan. (laughs) It would be. Let's do our own Richard Ramirez's credit card gets declined at the the convenience store. (laughs) Satan, Satan, Satan. Uh, uh, he wakes up one day he's got a genital wart Satan 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 <laughs> his alarm clock goes off Satan 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 <laughs> that's what it's set for yeah <laughs> it's like uh, you know the, the my android clock it starts off real quiet and yeah. it just gets louder it's like Satan 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 Satan, Satan. Satan. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. gotta get people out of the bed after, after all uh, I think there were a lot of interesting choices they made with this episode I think the choice to humanize jingles even further landed well for me also, I call this Brooke 2.0. I really like what they are doing with her character. It's nice that someone has the power to resist Satan, 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 Satan. She actually wrote that. I love it. <laughs> the ending was everything for me. I leave you with a list. Please be aware of all the below individuals who definitely want to see Margaret die. Jingles, Chet, yep. Brooke, Xavier, mm-hmm. Trevor, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. If he could do it and get away with it, for sure. For sure. There's got to be someone else, right? Where's Chef Birdie? She dead. I know. Where's she? Oh. Who's going to comfort all these dead campers? She's making, she's still making PB&Js uh, and bologna sandwiches because she knows there's going to be a whole bunch of adult campers coming to Firefest, mm-hmm. and the only thing they'll settle their stomach down from all the mushrooms and LSD they've con- <laughs> they've consumed is a, is a nice bologna sandwich. Or just like- That what should if... make you queasy. Yeah. Make you feel like you're going to throw up rainbows, sure, but- <laughs> Still, you're going to throw up. <laughs> uh, can we add Donna to this list of people who'd like to see Margaret die? I guess. If she's going to help Brooke, then. I guess. Hmm. What's her, like, I, I but I don't know that it's like a really personal motivation because her motive of being there was just as heinous as Margaret's. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's also all of the emails that I've got. If you want to send your own emails after next week, the not so special episode that's just episode 101, (laughs) only 101. Um, and you can spend our 303rd hour with us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can do so at ahs at baldmove.com, also on the forums. forums forums.baldmove.com. That's how you say that. Uh-huh. All of the fellow Welcome fans are world. discussing. Uh, I know it's it's catching. Yeah. You can talk about American Horror Story there or any of the other shows that we're covering right now because it's a lot. There's a lot. It's a lot. And that's that's all I've got this week. Same here. Until next time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Have a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs>